What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. there and welcome to the confused breakfast podcast on this podcast we review the movies that define the 80s 90s and 2000s for us as kids normally we do a full-blown episode focusing on one movie Mm -hmm. these episodes come out every single wednesday but a few months ago we started adding a monthly bonus episode into the lineup that's what you're hearing right now sometimes we do a mini bite which is where we talk about pop culture aspects from that magical era of our childhood. Sometimes we do top five lists, and sometimes we dive into a movie we've never seen. But this is a special episode, my friends, and a first for us. We're going to revisit a movie that we've already reviewed. There is a major and crazy reason on why we're doing this, so stay tuned. But first, let's introduce the team. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me, as always, two coveted, high-ranking members of the Astoria Country Club, Sean Pryor yes. and AJ Vince. How the heck are you? Well, you know, I'd be doing a lot better if they would tear down these goondogs. They need this. This is a disgrace. This is a disgrace. Really. To the goondog. <laughs> to the goondog. I wonder what the go- I wonder what the goondogs well, have. Well, here we are. <laughs> and look, over here... No, I'm cutting you off right there. <laughs> we're not. We're, before I divulge the exciting news of All why right. this episode is so special in a second, we have to thank our Patreon members. Because of the 200-plus supporters of our Patreon and ever-growing, we're able to put out these bonus monthly episodes to the public. This podcast will always be free to consume, but in order to get the back-end support we need for such an intensive six, five, six, seven-episode-per-month podcast schedule, the Patreon is essential If this podcast is one of your favorites and you love what we do, consider joining our Patreon. Not only do you support us directly, but you get access to weekly bonus episodes, voting on upcoming movies, a private Discord server, and more. Join all the cool kids. Patreon.com slash Confused Breakfast. Do that. Now, if you saw our YouTube video that came out last week, you may have a sneaking suspicion of where we are. We are recording this episode from the inside of Mikey's house. From the movie The Goonies in Astoria, Oregon. This movie was filmed right here. 95% of this movie in this house. Inside of it. We're in the living room that they were all hanging out with. 
Uh, we're absolutely honored to be the first podcast ever to record in this famous space. So go to our YouTube channel, watch the full tour video. You're going to love it. And in thinking about visiting this house, you know, we're talking about iconic movie locations. A lot mm. of it's a lot of it's like houses, right? So what do you yeah. think of when you think of iconic houses? You think of, I think of the Full House house sure. in San Francisco. I think of Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone's and, a big uh, one. Uh, the other big one for me is uh, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Like Cameron's house or something even, you know? Yeah. You've got uh, you've got so many amazing filming locations from our from our past from the 80s 90s, but a lot yeah. of times they would just film it from the outside, and then they realized they couldn't actually film it on the inside, so they kind of redid it. It's just too impractical. Correct. This is different. I think of Mikey's house as the most iconic film location of the 80s, in my opinion. I made this trip to Astoria multiple times, specifically to be able to walk up this driveway and take my photo in front of it. Yeah. Because it means that much to me. We are learning so much about this house. Yeah. Um, the owner, uh, an amazing lady, she's lived here for 20-something years. Yeah. She is now selling. She has done all the renovation work for this. We saw a photo. What happened was when they bought this house, they, they decided to film here, essentially. They drove up the coast, just town by town by town. And when they pulled in Astoria for the Goonies, they said, this is the town this is the vibe we want. And they found this house. It was completely like disrepair. I have a photo of it that we're going to share in the video. It looks terrible. It was built in the early 1800s. It was a duplex at one point. Yeah. Right. Run down. Um, I guess they essentially said, this is it. And then they came in and did the work. They moved stairwells. Mm -hmm. They changed houses around. They built it up so that it is the house that we know in the movies. And then... I guess it just kind of went to disrepair again. Yeah. And the current owner bought it 20, 21 years ago and has been doing work to it ever since, and she's now selling this house, which is kind of why we're here. Our friend Jordan Miller has this house and the neighbor's house listed, which is what we're promoting, essentially. And this is this is incredible. I mean, it, we are in the living room. Like, these bay windows are, to me, like, extremely iconic. Absolutely. Like, the, the, you see the the entire Goonies crew sitting on a couch yeah. much like you guys much are like right this. now and and hanging out and discussing how they're going to save this house from being demolished you yeah. know um and it it's it takes place right here it's just insane to me especially with this view is is insane i mean i you can see how that they, they chose this house to film in because they there's like we're not going to get anything better than this this view and yeah. and the the economy of filming inside of this place. Well, the fact that you can, like you said earlier, Mike, is like you can get away with filming inside the same house that you want to be the house. Yeah, right. That doesn't happen all the time, and and sound stages have to be built all the time. You sure think that they filmed it in you, that house yeah, in Home yeah, Alone, but absolutely. they didn't. It, it looks is, like it. it is not that house though, right? And so, but, and in this, they obviously, they did some different things. They built staircases that didn't exist and then had to be taken out again. Um, and so, but then you, again, you look at this and you think about some of those just insane shots and those, those very, very poignant moments of Mikey outside and looking out over the goondocks and you understand why it needs to be saved. Yeah. You know, when you're thinking about the movie, you know, it's like, this is, this is it's such a special place. Um, it's my first time ever getting to come out here and and uh, and see the Pacific Northwest, and then now we're here and we're inside of this place. And um, 
you know, there, there's been changes, there's been updates, and they've been doing such a wonderful job to make sure that it's uh, it's it is that yeah. it is up to date and it looks nice and uh, yeah, it's really special. One more thing, you see you see Mikey especially in that shot where he's on this porch uh, backlighting all of us right now. Yeah, uh, fall into the arms of his brother, pleading you know like sad that this place might not be a place anymore. You know, this is this is Mikey's childhood home, and with that. This is almost kind of like our childhood home too. If you watch this movie over and over again, like you, you sympathize with Mikey so much. Sean asks his performance, and you don't want this house to go away, right? And now this house is, you know, up for sale. You hope that the next owner has to just know that this place is a cinematic history and a landmark in in film properties, yeah. pretty much. You know, right, right. Well, we did, so, you know, we already, it's very unfortunate that we already did The Goonies, because this would be so perfect to do a full-blown episode on this, but what we decided to do was, a lot of times we we know we miss things, and sometimes we, I'll go back and listen to one of our old episodes and go, "Ah, you know what, actually, now I don't agree with what I said there, or no, or no, that rings super true, so we've all rewatched the movie, Um, interestingly enough, at the five minute and fifty second mark of our episode, where we did the entire Goonies, Sean says, "Yeah, we're our, we're going to be so famous as yeah. podcasters that we're going to go on tour and we're going to go to Portland and we're going to go to Astoria." Yeah, he doesn't say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he he literally says, "We're going to f- record a podcast in the Goonies house." He says he, he says, says that he said it. Just and let me. You know, just that's why I'm on this podcast. I'm just like I'm carving out our path. Just reading so, tarot cards so, on the show. So right now we're going later, like maybe a year or two from now, we're going to be doing an episode at the Overlook Hotel. Okay. And Stanley Kubrick will be there with us. Mm. Nostrashamus. Yeah. <laughs> Nostrashamus. Nostrashamus. <laughs> well, I let's let's roll through like we're not going to roll through this scene by scene, but I no. do have I do have a big list of things that I noticed. Um we we have gone around the town too. We'll talk a little bit more about Astoria, but there's a fun fact that I found out that when in the very beginning when Chunks got his milkshake and his pizza yeah. against the glass. Oh, yeah. wow, a police chase. Oh. Apparently, um, he's against that bowling alley window, and his pizza was strategically placed to cover the McDonald's sign that reflected from across the oh, street. Oh, no way. So that's why it's <laughs> awkward. It's really awkward that he has his hand kind of like. Yeah, because <laughs> he, like he like puts the pizza on there first. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like he knew to put that there, and then the milkshake's just whatever. Yeah. Ah shit! Uh, <laughs> it it's almost brings up the question: like he has braced himself with pizza before in his in his life before. Yeah, yeah. If he fell, he's going to sacrifice. He knows to sacrifice that before the milkshake. Oh yeah. my god, <laughs> got it. And it's been it's been so fun to walk in here because as we pointed out in the video, there's there's actually things I didn't know. I've seen this movie so many times. I didn't realize for some reason that mouth didn't come in the front door. Yeah, we we didn't talk about that in the episode, but the door that chunk comes in. And the door that Data crashes through and Rosalita and Mom come through right. is not the door that Mouth comes in. He comes in in this weird little side door, which essentially is where Brand walked uh, out to get yeah. Mikey from the scene you were talking exactly. about. Right. So what does that bring up? Like, in fact, when Mouth Mouth we see Mouth come into the house, he comes in a different door, which means he probably came in some weird secret route. Then we also see when they leave the house after they tie up Brand. Mouth leaves from like the far side of the house. He doesn't even go through the front door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like we talked a little bit about how Chunk like 
poor chunk. Like he just yeah. he thinks that everyone has to do the truffle shuffle to get in, <laughs> yeah. but no one else does. Dana just goes over, mouth just climbs in some secret way. It's like poor chunk. You just you you I that's I've said this before about some other movies that we've talked about. I wish we could just somehow go back in time only to get more understanding and exposition of things. It's like maybe Chunk had to do it because he was the last one there, right? Or may- they just, it's the idea of you have to, you have to throw these things out in front of like these stepping stones on lava. You know, don't step on the lava. You have to step on the stepping stone. <laughs> yeah. If you're the last one here, you got to do the truffle shuffle. <laughs> you know, it's like if data, yeah, data is going to come in one way or the other, right? It's, it's, it's very fun to think about uh, their little things that they have to do as a friend group. It's really cool to see, like, walking up to this porch especially, that, you know, like, the fence and everything is not there. The the Rube Goldberg machine, pretty much, for them to enter the house is not there, obviously, but they added a lot of that, that those picket fence right outside. And, like, looking outside from this front door here is just like, wait, I can't really see it. It just like the they had to like choose specific lenses to like shoot so wide to make this, and maybe it's just the power movies where this movie just yeah. just looks bigger on screen. You right. know, it does this house feel being inside of this feels much smaller? Yeah. than what you envisioned it as a kid, and it could be because we've been in here for a long time, yeah. and so now it feels like home to us. It really does. We're sitting on the couch. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you know that they laid it out different, obviously, is ever, ever since then. And uh, they they have to take creative choices when they're filming a movie. And it's a darker tone and um, it's not gorgeous 50 something <laughs> degrees. Yeah. Right. So um, they have to take those creative choices. But um, yeah, just being inside of it, it's it's so cozy at the same time. Yeah. Speaking of the Rube Goldberg machine, did you see there is a split second of, of Rube G83 is painted on the side of one of the contraptions. That's oh, really? <laughs> R-U-B-E space G space 83. So, like, someone literally wrote, like, this is a Rube Goldberg. <laughs> this, is, this is what's happening. Like, <laughs> this is one of his originals. This is it's the a, Rube Goldberg this is a, this original. This is a Rube G original right here. Oh, man. <laughs> I also noticed a couple things about uh, Mrs. Walsh. You know, she's kind of the... She's in the beginning of the movie, and then she's just never there again until the end. And she's like a forgotten character. We don't even know her first name. Yeah, she's think. no, right. yeah, just Mrs. Walsh, and she's a Richard Donner regular. Yes, a, a great mom, like yeah. in uh, Monster Squad and everything too. She, um, there were two things that I noticed from her. Uh, one was, I how have I never thought like why are they bringing in so many groceries when literally they're moving out tomorrow? Yeah, they, like <laughs> well, you're thought. right, and, and a maid, yeah. and they want the house clean before they demolish <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, well, so it's like tomorrow is when they have to leave or something, right? And the timeline is a little bit messy. It's true. Because it, it somebody else says uh, like two weeks or something. I think two weeks is mentioned at some point. That's where we're moving in two weeks when they two- close on all the whatever you call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Trash the goondocks. It, it's it seems like a wasted expense to bring in a uh, to bring in Rosalita and. Uh, and all these groceries. <laughs> well, I'll, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna. I, I'd like to bring. Oh, do you have something on that? Well, yeah. Point? One, no, one more on Mrs. Walsh. Go ahead. Talk about. Uh, we talked about this in the video, I think, but I never noticed it either. When she's up there saying to Rosalita, "I'd really like the house clean when they tear it down." When they tear it down. She grabs a thing of toothpaste and puts it in a cabinet, and then has toothpaste all over her hands. <laughs> 
Never, <laughs> ever have I ever noticed that she had all that toothpaste on her hands. Ugh. And you don't understand, we now know that, that that was a bathroom. They were implying that this was a bathroom, I right. think. Right, yeah. But in the movie, you have, you're like, what is that room? It's got like a low ceiling, and it's just, just a closet or something? It's very That's tight. an actual bathroom on the second floor. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing is, like, to be in here and everything, to see the perspective and what they had to do to get the right shots and actually put everything together. Right. Um, I think is it's just another element of being here that uh, uh, gives you that better understanding. Yes. So I was thinking while watching this, and especially while watching Kindergarten Cop being in the same city that, the, that both these movies take place in, is that uh, these kids probably went to the same elementary school. As, right. as the kids in Kindergarten Cop. Oh. oh. <laughs> no. You know? They so, did. time out. Were, was, like, Mikey, like, an eighth grader during Kindergarten Cop? I mean, so, like, we, <laughs> wait, we, wait, 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 wait. We, we do see in Kindergarten Cop. Was he Cop, the kid making out on the couch? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we do see them, like, the, you know, like you said in the episode. During the fire drill. Yeah. There's, there's kids making out. Like, you, you assume that it's kindergarten up to, like, eighth grade. They should have made a cameo. They should They should, because we saved the goondocks, so they're still here. hundred percent. Right. There was another thing I noticed. They're hanging out in the kitchen, and uh, Mouth's like, that means you're going to have to make it with her and her mom. And her mom. Three people go, shut up, Mouth. Shut up, Mouth. Shut up, Mouth. Mouth then goes, shut up, Data. And Data, <laughs> and Data never said a word to Mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three people said shut up to Mouth. It was not Data. It and then he goes, da- shut up, Data. <laughs> it's weird how you don't notice some of that stuff, man. I like uh, Speaking of Data, I do want to point out, too, that I think while as a kid watching this movie, obviously Data was my favorite because I loved all the contraptions and stuff. Oh. And I love like double O negative. Double yes. O- no, it's not double O negative. It's double seven. Double seven. <laughs> I, I love his uh, relationship with his dad at the end too. Like their, their little moment. Um, he's like, I, I got my best invention right here. You know, I, so cool. I love that. But uh, to speak about Q-Hey Kwan, yeah. right? Yeah, Kwan. Kwan. Probably about to win an Oscar. Uh, any minute now, hopefully, uh, absolutely, because of his uh, performance in um, everything, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at oh, once. Um, incredible, and he's great in this. We talk a lot about the people that were in Goonies. Sort of, many of them, kind of, other than Mouth, like a lot of them, d- like kind of dropped off the face of the earth a little bit after. Like even Sean Aston, yeah, a yeah. Bit. didn't do much after this. Josh Brolin disappeared <laughs> until all of a sudden we're like, this No Country for Old Men movie is really good. Yeah. <laughs> That's Bran? What? He he did this movie and went straight to like a Montana ranch just to smoke Marlboros and and get that gruff voice and and this rough exterior that he he has today just to be in movies right now. Yeah, yeah. and that same thing with Ki Hua Kwan. I don't think he he did Temple of Doom and then that was about it. Yeah. Yeah. And now here he is. Really only like a kid actor in, in, in the 80s and 90s and stuff. And now he's literally probably about to win an Oscar, which he should. I still laugh I so hard at our conversation. If you go back and listen to our episode, we'll link it in the notes because it's a it's worth going. If you're here because of Goonies, whether you heard our original episode or not, go listen to it. It's we had some very funny moments. We were talking about, I think overall, like okay, two two part question: Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite character of this movie? But what character are you? Right in real life. So I just I said I just said that Data is probably my favorite character as a kid. Uh, rewatching it now, I think. In, you're, you're a combination. You're just, you're just interested in his trench coat. <sighs> I love it. Oh, it's so practical. There's so many pockets. There's so many, so many things it's, you could put your gum in. It's and, so functional. Yeah, <laughs> it's just practical. That's why I like it, guys. Um, <laughs> no, so I think uh, you know a combination of mouth and uh, chunk, 
and then who even, you are today. And then even Mikey, honestly, because I, I do, you are more of the uh, go-getter of, of this show. The dreamer. Uh, I, there can be multiple dreamers on, on a show. <laughs> oh, no, no, I, no, it's not allowed. Uh, no, no, <laughs> One no. One dreamer per crew. That's... <laughs> I I, I I I do really relate to obviously obviously I really relate to uh, Mikey a whole bunch yeah. in, in that aspect, but also the our uh, my I guess personality yeah, is yeah, yeah. is a lot of mouth and chunk. Yeah. What about you, man? Who was your favorite, and who are you today? Well, my favorite was always Mikey, but and uh, but I always identified with Chunk. You know <laughs> why? Well, because I'm the youngest of four boys, four why brothers. Else? You know, like what's that? Why else were you fat like I was? Uh, maybe I was a thick kid. Okay. I don't know. Oh, we all were. Um, every kid was fat. Yeah, We've talked see, about that. See, <laughs> everybody, and so everyone this is, has a glow up, and look at us now. There we are, glowed. I'm all glowing. Uh, no, but I, I've I think uh, I can't remember if we had mentioned this previously or not, but I just feel like uh, you kind of you kind of realize that you're a part of all of them. You know, like you, you're somehow you're all of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. they represent a part of of you, uh, different parts of of each individual. You know. I was I was definitely Mikey. I associated with us having the same name, but that was always me, man. The, the we talk we talk a lot about that in this podcast of that crazy saying which just did, kills my soul every time i hear it is that at one point you went out to play with your friends for the last time and right. you didn't know it and that's mikey it's like he knows it but and he knows this is like their maybe their last time and, well, he's, that, and he's proactively yeah. talking that's how i always was well, uh, that's how i am still today um but but going back man i love chunk so much he's the best actor in this movie jeff cohen is so underappreciated uh, like you know and he, he he didn't do much of anything else right right i mean and i i think it's funny you go back and you like so much of the relief and so much of the greatest points especially when we talked about uh how they when they split up right and they send chunk to go get the police yeah but you have these moments about how you know <laughs> all those other characters are down below and all having their moments. Yeah. But Chunk is carrying this entire other side of this story. He's carrying it and catching up at the same time. It's amazing. <laughs> it's I had brilliant. A, I had a thought because we are so, if you're listening to this for the first time, we are so like, I think in the episode we talked about like, okay, a lot of people talk about like the fat shaming of Chunk in this movie. Sure. And we talked about it in our episode. We're like, the, every kid was fat. We yeah. all like we all went through those phases. So we that's not what this podcast is about. But I did have a moment of thinking like, what if, what if Chunk was just a little bit thinner, yeah. a little more athletic, yeah, just so slightly. slightly he would have made up. Let's call it. Let's call it. Let's say he made it through the woods five seconds sooner than he did. Five seconds. Oh. <laughs> The car, the car that he just barely misses on the road would have been a car that would have helped him and yes. taken him to safety. And he would have gone straight to the cops and they would have arrested the Fratellis. But Stop, <laughs> wait, I'm just a kid. I can identify all of them. I can identify all of them. But you, you think about him saying that to the person in the white car. <laughs> and, they're they're like, and they're like, oh my gosh, I read that in the paper this morning. Get in, get kid. in kid. Let's go to the police. <laughs> All while the Fratellis drove right past them. Yeah. But you can't, just saying. you can't you can't erase or take away no matter how big your bigger skinny you are, you can't erase clumsiness. No. So if you're a clumsy true. person like Chunk is, that's still gonna happen. You know, they're yes. still gonna give him the the framed uh map that yeah. that, that Mike gives him because he knows he's gonna destroy it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. That's my favorite thing is just that little countdown that Mikey gives. Yes. <laughs> he's just like he knows. They all know. 
Oh, hey, Mikey, what's this? What's this? Like, it's oh. got this really ball with this really big thing. <laughs> and it's not even the only time they play him. They 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 still they play on it, even his like little bit of temper or something. It's like, hey, I got naked, naked pictures of your mom taking a bat. You want to buy them? Maybe we should just what? cover the floor in chocolate and make make Chunk eat his way through. Like that kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Like they always play on it uh, for him and his temper and his, him being clumsy. They know for darn sure. They sure I, do. I, I don't believe that we actually talked about it. Thank you, um, we definitely didn't talk about it in the Goonies episode. Um, I don't remember if we talked about it in the Jaws episode, but the the guy who plays the stiff, it's a stiff. Yeah. stiff. His name is Ted Grossman, and he is a long, long time stunt man. Like He's pretty gross. Such a crazy uh, IMDb list of stunts. He was the guy in the boat that gets killed in Jaws inside the pond. Oh, wait, wait. What? Yes. Ted Grossman was the actor in the boat who's like, hey, kids, you got to get like out Like the little rowboat thing? Yeah, or? the little rowboat thing. The oh, scariest wow. shot in cinema yes. history. That is the same guy. That's Mr. Grossman. Yes. Oh, my God. That it, is the that is That is, what's the his stiff. name? Not Ted Koch, if that's the director, but uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, yeah, Terry Kaiser. Terry, Terry Kaiser. Kaiser. That is Terry Kaiser level of acting. Yes, that, it is. That is the most realistic dead body acting I've ever seen. Because he's like literally, his head is like slamming against chunks. Ah! And his, the, his eyes are still open. I believe that I he just it. went full dead weight yeah. on top of Chunk. I hate it. <laughs> Well, before we go any further, a real quick shout out to our sponsor, Felix Gray. They helped make this trip to Oregon possible. Yeah. We are forever grateful. It's hard enough to find the time and money for recording the podcast back home, like in our hometown. It's even harder to fly from Iowa to Oregon for a few days with about two weeks notice for a podcast. They've been a fantastic sponsor of this podcast for a while now. And not only are they great people, and an awesome company. They make an incredible product. They make blue light filtering glasses that filter out all the harmful blue light that hits our eyeballs constantly all day long. There are plenty of studies out there that talk about the negative effects of blue light on our bodies. One option, stop the consumption of blue light. That's easy. Just It's do easy. That. Get rid Super of your TVs, easy. your computers, your yep. cell phones, your iPads. Get rid of them. Yep. You're good. Gotcha. That's all we got to do. Probably not an option. <laughs> Dang it. Let's just wipe that from the record. The new option is to wear a pair of Felix Grey glasses to protect you from the blue light. These glasses are stylish, affordable. They look normal. They're great eyewear. People wouldn't even know you're wearing special filtering glasses. They even do sunglasses and contacts now. I need I'm the checking contacts. I'm the contacts immediately. I'm getting them shades. That's my next set. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wear blue light filtering contacts yeah. and then blue light filtering non-prescription glasses. Yes. Double Double protection. With, with contacts. Yes, I'm yes. saying. Contacts he's, he's, and glasses. Yeah. Contacts, glasses, and then sunglasses. <laughs> and then the sunglasses to block out everything else. You know what? That actually might be too much. <laughs> it's reverse. It actually allows <laughs> yeah. way too much in. <laughs> Non-prescription. Prescription available. Go to Freelix. Fre- <sighs> Cross the streams. <laughs> Go ahead. Go to FelixGrayGlasses.com slash confused. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses. Dot com slash confused, free shipping, free returns, free exchanges. Seriously, they made this possible. Yes, they And did. we are so grateful for them. So go check them out. Support them, please. Yes, See please. See the future. Don't be a nerd. Look for the bird. Uh, AJ, I got a question for you. Yes. They're in the wishing well. It's the old Moss Garden wishing well. Yep. Uh, they talk, they talk, uh, Martin Sheen, which is Martin President Sheen. Kennedy. Right. I was like, President Kennedy, was he uh, ever on a coin? Do you know what coin he was on? Is on? Was on? Was that the nickel? Half dollar. Half dollar. Yeah. So Wait, okay. what, what about Martin Sheen? Martin Sheen, apparently, uh, did Martin he play Sheen. John F. Kennedy? Well, he a... played Kennedy once. Did he? That's what he You're says. the movie guy. I mean, anyway, sorry. I believe said. Steph. Jesus. 
Uh, so anyway, half dollar in 1985. Uh, wh- what's that worth now? Uh, uh, 50 cents. 50 cents? I'll look it up for you. I'll find out for you. Uh, 50 Wait, 1985? Yeah. Are you looking it up in your brain? I'm looking it up in my brain. I'm cycling through all the information <laughs> right now. 1985, I bet you it is worth uh, $1. a dollar... A dollar twenty-nine. Okay. Whoa. So that's important because you know they're grasping at pennies. We're like pennies. How yes. long? How many pennies you got to take with it? These are fifty cent pieces. Yeah. Yeah. There's a who's throwing a fifty cent piece in a wishing well? Yes. Honestly, uh, <laughs> that's what I want to know. But they really want that wish. <laughs> they really want that. Even wish. with even with all those pennies, man, that's got to be a small fortune. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to be enough to like at least save this porch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's got to be. Well, we couldn't save the goondocks, but we could save the front deck. I love dollar forty three. Dang it, I was close. was so close. Producer Adam Johnson has helped us with dollar forty three. That's a lot of money to be throwing in a wishing well. If you think about sure it, sure as hell yeah. is. I wouldn't be throwing. I wouldn't crumple up a dollar bill with change in it and then throw it. <laughs> like, that's what they did. That's essentially what happened. That's what somebody just did down there. The the one thing I did notice. Uh, in the rewatch, I rewatched the movie. I listened to us. The thing I love most about this movie is I just I keep. It's, we're not talking about Fight Club here, where you like you're seeing all these hidden Easter eggs. Like, yeah, there's yeah. just so much going on that sometimes I don't. I didn't. I just never noticed a scene. The one thing I thought about it critically as an adult is that One-Eyed Willie really wanted to kill some motherfuckers, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like coming for his treasure. <laughs> dude, that dude was uh, he was cold. He's, he's that, that man was cold. Those those giant boulders, the the falling down into the pit of spikes, Mortal Kombat style. Dude, yeah, yeah, like he's just Shang Tsunging people all up in there, yeah. right? And he doesn't care. Before Shang Tsung was a thing. How did they even get down the tunnel without having to fall into spikes? They, they, the Goonies, for as perfect of a movie as it is, skipped a few things. Yeah. Like, I would have loved to have known how everyone else got down that long pit. I would have loved to have known how <laughs> they, all this was made without any casualties. And maybe they, maybe there were, and they just left them there. Yeah. As Chester we Copperpot. Maybe they were all a part of Chester the piano. Chester Copperpot was actually a part of the group. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> his actor Oof. was in the movie, and he actually died from their props. Wow. So they're like, wow. we'll just rewrite it. Well. I mean, those are foam rocks, but those are heavy still. Did we, uh, did we ever do a prop on this? We, we never, gonna, we we never did a punchable face or Ooh. A here's a prop. Time. That is a beautiful See, thing of going back to this. this yeah. We did not do a proper punchable face. This is obnoxious because there's so many things. It's 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 a it's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to go on to here. Um what do you guys have for a prop? Go ahead, Mike. I want the skeleton key. I knew it. You want the you want triple bones. I copper tr- bones. Copper bones. Copper bones. I this want one, triple stones. Triple this stones. Must be copper copper bones. bones. I don't want the doubloon, which I think Sean will take that uh. we can see Cannon Rock and you know, like I, I want I want to wear that around my neck. Okay. Yeah. All right. AJ, go ahead. You're gonna let You're me not go. gonna pick what I I have. I figured I'm probably not going to. Uh <laughs> I want I want the ice cream and spoon that was stolen from Chunk. <laughs> It is your. That's probably your favorite cinema <laughs> moment in in cinema history. It's well, and we talked about it last yeah, we time. We talked about it. We talked about it briefly last time. But this is there's an audible laugh from Richard Donner himself. <laughs> it's so good because of the reaction that they get when he snakes that thing from Chunk, and then he just tries to mouth that spoon, and he just goes. <laughs> <laughs> but like Richard Downer's laugh is like in time with his like yeah. little little cry that he does. Yeah. So it's like layered on top. 
Uh, I'm going the the skeleton piano, dude. Oh, uh, dude, dude, put that in my house. You want? Yeah. I want I want people to walk in and be like, oh, I know what kind of house. This is a vampire. This is den. You want the organ of death? Yes. Okay. I think I think the problem was is that I love this movie so much the first time we reviewed it that I didn't fully strip away the nostalgia because. What we've been, dude, of course not. Was, Look listen, where we are, dude. This was episode. Uh, I don't even have it. This was like our twenty fourth episode. Yeah, we are now up in the one tens or something like that. Yes. So, like, think about that. We've we've come a long way, but here's the deal. I'm looking at that piano, Sean. Yeah, the bone play the bones to get out of here, right? And I'm thinking that they basically didn't explain the rules of this game very well because <laughs> like <laughs> yeah because basically okay here let me let me just say first of all there's just one note exactly she's playing there's chords. no chords there's no chords so yeah. she's just playing one note so it looks wrong. like a melody but then let me ask you this let's say you try to play the first note and, y- and you get it wrong yeah do you have to keep playing the first note until you get it right, or do you then automatically move on See, to the second? See, that's the thing. That, this, this is like a Legends of the Hidden Temple game, <laughs> right? Right here, you're not supposed to win. Yeah, Squid Game is all up in this. This is where they got this. <laughs> they got this all from. Yeah, Squid Game took this from the Goonies, basically. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they. Yeah, there's no rules. Maybe it's the fact that oh, the flo- that floor fell out. So now I have to move on to the next floor. That could be. Maybe that's what that, it is, the, right? p- the piano notes. Even though there's, like you say, about 16 bars of melody <laughs> and not seven, <laughs> not not five chords to be played. <laughs> Wait, and then what you say, like an A sharp and a B flat? or Yeah. <laughs> a sharp or, or B flat. It's, it's the same thing. Well, it's the same. <laughs> I, so, don't, I no longer trust Andy with doing this game. No. <laughs> not Liberace, you know. No shit. All right. <laughs> Can I take piano lessons? It's like, yeah. Yes, you you need to. Yeah, I like I say, man, pianos were always a bigger bigger deal in my life. <laughs> I th- know that you, they were going to be a bigger deal in my life. This is why, dude. In, in my life, I thought like I was. Sometimes I'm like, if I make this basket, if I don't make this basket of like just piece of trash I'm yeah. throwing away, then I will die. The, OCD. Yeah, I, I'm setting in That's, motion. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that my problem? If you don't flick this light switch on three times, you're gonna die. Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. That's, you have that. I'm going to set in motion a series of events <laughs> that cannot be undone. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that's the exact same thing. I figured for I I knew that if I walked into somebody's house and I saw a large piano in their home <laughs> if I can play the right keys <laughs> a door will open up <laughs> you, you thought pianos were going to be a bigger deal yeah I knew life? that they were going to be a bigger deal in my life man <laughs> in the same vein of realizing things that they didn't explain much I was thinking a lot on this rewatch of well, how did One-Eyed Willie die because One-Eyed Willie just he's got a dagger perched up in that yeah chair. so was this like the final staff meeting because they've already <laughs> they've already done they've already done all the booby traps he's the leader of this so well, he's like, they're not gonna do it without him all right so Gerald has uh, has made the pit of despair yep. uh, he's got the spikes down in there and uh, Henry we, finished the yeah, Henry finished the boulders Henry's oh, got good. that done the boulders did. wow done. that's yeah. ahead of schedule I, yep. By himself too. Yeah. Wow. And we have um, then killed them so that you know now yeah, they're dead. They, they're yeah, dead. They're, right. They finished so, their job. We killed them. So, Literally, so dark, we get their, dark night style at the beginning. So right. we get their part of the treasure. Yes. Right. right. Okay. So uh, we're <laughs> this all this treasure. <laughs> yeah. Are we? By the way. We're good, right? Are we're, we good? I think we're so. I think we're all good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 
is that? I, I got to assume that that it's the final five bosses and it's Dark Knight intro. Yeah. And it's all of them figuring out that, wait, everybody's going to kill each other. Wait, and they have this mega fight. Yeah. And they all die. Yeah. It's it's probably like a like a just Mexican standoff style. <laughs> like they're all just sitting around the thing just like, don't even. Don't even. Okay. Willie's got bad aim. They're just crew bosses just all sitting around <laughs> of who was setting up booby traps. And stuff. <laughs> crew it's just this union went south real fast. You know? Yeah. It's not good. If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Ooh, I know who. Well, no, okay. Once you guys, because I know who mine is. Once you, who's your punchable face? We have not been able to do this for this movie in Goonies in our original I'm recording. I'm going to let you guys go because I, I, I need to nail mine down really quick. I'm I need to make pretty sure. sure it's it's um, Troy's dad. <sighs> you yeah. nailed it because I think a lot of people are going to say Troy. Troy is a product of his shitty father. Yeah, exactly. Troy, Troy's dad. And he's, a good, he's a good performance, <sighs> artist, by the way. In fact, there's a lot of extra unofficial documentaries right. about this, and he. That guy that played Troy's dad is in a lot of them, and he seems like a really cool guy. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> so sure. I, don't, I don't want to punch his real person, but Troy's dad is the is the most punchable face. He's the reason this movie is happening. He sucks. He's he apparently just f- like following everyone around, yeah. parents and cops, waiting for like their kids to be found so he can be like sign this document. I know right. you found your kids. Sign it now. Yeah. I, I, most people would say Troy, but he's Troy's a product of his father. And okay. a lot of people could say the Fratellis too, but yeah, he nope. is, he is the actual piece of shit. You're right. Real life. I love the Fratellis. Well. That was way better than what I was going to say. What what is it? Well, I was going to say date a sister who's just stomping around <laughs> wanting her bike. <laughs> I, want bike. I, want I want my bike. bike. I, want I want my bike. bike. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a good dark turn. All right, well, uh, you guys were right. Not me. <laughs> I do, I do want to ask you guys a question. Um, what do you think if this movie really happened? Yeah. Um, it is now. It is now. How many years later? This came out in eighty five, eighty six. Eighty five. So whatever. We're coming up on forty years. What What are the each character of this movie is currently up to? Like, what has happened since then? Good question. Mm. I'll start it off okay. with Sloth. So, Sloth moved in with Chunk. Sure did. Right. And that lasted a day. Yes. Because <laughs> Chunk <laughs> eats five hundred pounds of food a day. And um, yeah, he he did, it didn't last well. He's for, a large gremlin. Yes, and I think eventually his family kicked Sloth out. But Chunk loves Sloth so much, so Chunk went with Sloth. They went to live on the streets. I like that. So they went. So we don't. They're they're missing. They're, we don't know what they're happened. They're doing like a uh, kind of like a Hollywood Boulevard kind of sideshow. Just them two, just like a two man show kind of thing. They're, in, they're on the streets of Vegas. They see what they no, see, photos. They do like an eating competition every day. I think I think that they I think that they uh, got discovered. And they have their own uh, TV sitcom podcast, yeah. like like a Barman Bailey, like yeah, yeah. Ch- Chunk and Sloth. It's just Chunk and Sloth, Sloth it's and a Chunk. Cooking it's, show. A, it's a cooking show. <laughs> cooking. <laughs> they're on Food TV. They're I would on, watch they're it. on I the would Food watch Network, it. and it's just <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're gonna make. Yeah, that's right, Sloth. We're gonna make it look pretty rustic, and <laughs> everyone who comes on as a guest is just terrified of Sloth. Yeah. <laughs> but then they they learn to love him. They oh. learn to love him. Yes. Um. I think Mikey is probably. I mean, lo- logistically, he might be a realtor. Ooh. <laughs> he might be a realtor. Are we sitting with him right now? Oh. Ooh. Oh. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think if you talk about the over, let's let's step away from the characters. I think the important thing to note is that they ripped up the foreclosure documents. Yeah. Right. And they saved the goondocks. However, Aye. once the jewels were appraised, right. 
They're like, yeah, you don't, this is only about 200,000. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like, they have a fortune. And, and uh, a couple of these are plastic. So, he's like, I'm one of these is a marble. He's like, and I'm, I'm pretty sure this is rock candy. Yeah, that's so, rock candy. Yeah, that's so, basically, they saved the goondocks. I'm predicting they saved the goondocks for like a month. Okay. But then I'm saying that it still got forced closed on and, and demolished. Yeah. Okay. Is what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. So, so technically, that means that this was, in fact, their last time hanging out potentially all together. No, they moved. They, they got to hang out a little bit longer, but oh. nothing was the same after this. This was the adventure of a lifetime. Now they're okay. like, now they're going to go back to school. Right? No, there's impossible. Yeah. It's yeah, impossible that, to top any of this. This is a standby me moment where they all drifted away. Just like we can't top this moment right here. <laughs> right. It's all downhill for it's us. All three. downhill yep. from here. Yeah, it sucks. To um, think I about. think Thanks, data. Guys. I think data went on to be like an Elon Musk type. Okay. Yeah. Um, but. Not as successful. Yes. So okay. like he 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 sold too early. He stumbled upon one great idea. Yeah. And tried to ride that out the rest of his career, but okay. just couldn't quite. You know. I see. Uh, Brand and Andy get married, and then divorced. Or, or is this a speed moment where their relationship was built on a highly uh, yeah. adrenaline moment? Yes. That it just they can't live up to it after that. You know. Turns out Steph was the play the whole time. Did Mount? Hey, all right. <laughs> Actually, one of our uh, Patreon members asked, uh, Revis asked, and I agree with him. Okay. On rewatch, is, uh, is Mouth and Steph supposed to be some sort of a love interest? See, it plays off uniquely that, every, it that way. Every time I watch it as a kid, I'm like, I like that. Yeah. And I still, I don't mind it even watching it today. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, I mean, she has, she plays well with him, like towards the end on the beach. She's like, she's kind of like, you know, bashful with him. You know, she's like the only one that can talk back to me. Yeah, mouth. when you're not when you're not when you when you're not opening up in your mouth, you're you're actually kind of sweet. You know, yeah. I believe that moment. I think they do get together. Yeah. You think they okay. get? Yeah. I like it. I'm okay with that. Well, I love it, man. Uh, so you know, we talked again. Go back and listen to our full Goonies episode. This is a bonus. This is a revisit. We wish we could just erase it from the existence and do the whole thing again. So go yeah. back and listen. But I want to talk a little bit more about Astoria before we go. Sure. If you have not made a point to come out to the Oregon coast, specifically Astoria, Cannon Beach, Seaside. Yeah. Do it and and come out and see all the uh, Kindergarten Cop, Free Willy, End of Point Break, Short Circuit, Goonies, have all been filmed out here. And there are some amazing film locations to go to that you can check out in our video. Right. Um, you, please, But please be respectful about it. Like, I don't yeah. know. This house is now for sale. Um, and we don't know what's going to happen with it. Uh, if you want to buy it, you should buy it. Yeah, and you should check out the link in our in our episode notes. But but be respectful when you're when you're. This is someone lives here currently, and yeah. someone may live here down the road. So be be do it the Goonies way and be respectful. But I know Sean's been out here for a tiny little bit. I've been out here multiple times. AJ's never been here. Never what been do you guys there. think of this town? It's gorgeous, man. It's just such a. It, we get to look out like right now. We just get to look out these these big windows and see. See the the town, the bridge out there. I mean, it's it's pretty tough to put into words. It doesn't seem like there's anything really like this place ever, yeah. like any anywhere else. You know, um, it's I I've been to Cannon Beach. I haven't been to Astoria specifically, and coming here, especially this vantage point. Yeah, I feel like maybe it's because of the movie and the nostalgia that it brings me. But this vantage point feels like Astoria to me. Like this feels like. This feels like the town. Yeah. Like, you have to see it from here, you know? And like like Mike said, if you want to see it from here, be respectful, but... Please do. Yeah. The people are cool as fuck yeah. here. 
Uh, we've, we've, we've had some good, good brews. We've had some good pizza. It's a very, very fun town. It's a bucket lister. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I'll, I'll come. This is my third time in this town. I will come back. And, and I think, um, we learned a lot too. Like we found out that Astoria is like the first, it's the first like permanent settlement on the West coast. Right. Um, right. And, and 1700s, it's, it's got like, crazy. Yeah. They learned, they found out that they actually had the ability to catch salmon yeah. to sustain themselves instead of going hunting in the woods. And yeah. It's crazy. Like we're it sits right on the um, Columbia River that's going out to the Pacific. We are going down to Cannon Beach tonight. We're gonna film a bunch more stuff there. It's it's beautiful. I think you guys should really come out and check it out. Make sure you watch our videos. I have a, a thing that I want to I want to do for you guys. Um, I'm gifting. I'm giving you a present that um, we never do. We may do down the line, but this is the first time we're gonna do it. We are going to give it. You have a chance to redo your rating on this movie. Yeah. Because of how we've we were revisiting it, yeah. you know. So um, AJ was a nine, I was a nine, Sean was an eight, uh, and where we were at in this movie. Having been here, having learned about it, having rewatched the movie, rethought about it, do you want to change your rating at all? I feel like, I'm, and taking into account that we are here in Mikey's house doing this episode in Astoria. We're still talking about the movie, though. I know you. Right? Yep. I you're, know. You, you know. I know you're filibustering here towards me. Don't uh, give it to ten. Uh, uh, you can. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rewatching. I rewatch this on the plane here, and um, I really feel like that this is. A qu- what did I give Monster Squad? Can you tell me that? Oh, you're gonna have to give me one quick second, and okay. I'll tell you what you gave Monster Squad because that's a that's a big deal. In fact, you many times said in that episode, Monster you're Squad like, is my Goonies. You're saying right. yeah, Monster Squad is your Goonies. So Monster Squad, when we when did we do that here? I'll find it for you real quick. Monster Squad, you gave a modern day rating of eight. eight so to you gave Monster it the Squad. same. You gave it the same rating that you did Goonies. Look, you can't deny this this movie in 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 the cinematic history that we have. Um, this is probably the reason that this uh, podcast exists. This is definitely, obviously, the reason that we are here right now. Um, and it just being a movie, Richard Donner is a master filmmaker. Rest in peace. Uh, I'm going to go another half, 8.5. 8. Honestly. And that's not even, that's taken away. It's just, yes. Being here. That is re-watching the movie it, itself. Rewatching it on the plane. It is a fun, fun-ass movie. It's, it's, it's hard to deny, The Goonies. AJ, are you going to give it any sort of a different rating at all? You want to stay the um, same? You want to go down? I think... I, how do you talk about... Okay. This, this might be too deep, and I apologize if it is. But here's the thing. There's been a saying of how do you know... How do you... I wish you could know that you were in the good old days when they were happening. Yes, right? yes. How do you talk about... How do you, how do you, how do you put it on that you're living in nostalgia while you're oh you don't know how do you how do you put that into words how do you how do you do that how do you how do you how do you take that out of the equation the only way to do that is to have that on your mind every single minute of your life yeah (laughs) you know well and it that that hasn't left my mind since we've been here right i guess i feel like we've just been uh, we have this we've been given this rare opportunity to live in the nostalgia that we're like creating we're in the moment yeah we're not looking back on it anymore we're actually in the moment and i think that that's Incredibly special, and I think it's very, very hard to strip that away in any sort of aspect. So I, I do have to go up a little bit. Um, being able to watch it on a plane and still feel certain certain parts of that movie the same way as you ever would. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give this a 9.4. Readjusted right. score for AJ. This is such an important movie. 
in the grand scheme of life, life will end. Good times will not last. Things will change. People will die. It is a fact of life. It's not possible to stop it, but you can do whatever it takes to hang on. Like, whatever. You could take Troy's bucket up and just go, we gave it a good shot. Or you can just keep going. They could have they could have not gone looking for the treasure. They could have not gone into the fireplace. They could have not gone, or they could have gone up the bucket yeah. and quit, but they didn't. This is such an important movie. It is not my is not my number one rated movie we've done so far, but it has moved from number three to number two now. I'm gonna go from a nine to a nine point two. Mm. Wow. So um, I I will give you I, I can't exactly give you the exact rating, but we will adjust our ratings on confusedbreakfast.com. Yeah. I have a feeling that's. That's gonna move into the top uh, top bit there because right now so far Goonies, Goonies was a uh, number seven on our list so really? I think oh, yeah I think that's gonna take that up a little higher. I'll be surprised if that even ever leaves the top ten. Yeah, I don't think so. So I, there, there's one thing I want to end you with that we did not talk about, and then you guys got any final thoughts? The Goonies pledge. There is a Goonie pledge that was in a deleted scene. I think. Did you guys ever know what that was? Uh-huh. They had a saying. The Goonies had a like really? a, a, reci- a saying that they would recite. Oh, I have heard of this. Yes. Okay. I will never betray my goondock friends. We will stick together until the whole world ends. Through heaven and hell and nuclear war, good pals like us will stick like tar. In the city or the country or the forest or the boonies, I am proudly declared a fellow Goonie. I love that. I love it. I don't have any further thoughts. Yeah. I think we no. should end on that. I think that's gorgeous. I think this is one of the best movies ever, and we're so grateful to be here. Indeed. Check out the, this house online. Look at um, look at the link in our stuff that will show you the interior of this house. Watch our YouTube videos. I think uh, I think that's going to be about it for us for the bonus episode. You got it, man. Yeah, dogs. If, if this is your first time, hope you hope you enjoyed it. Hope you will continue with us. Listen to the old Goonies episode. Thanks to our buddy Adam Johnson, AdamPatrickJohnson.com. He Thank produced you, the episode for us. Uh, Jordan Miller, Realtor Extraordinaire, looking dapper, making us look like idiots for yeah. wearing street clothes because <laughs> yeah. he looks so good. Robert Venz for helping us Robert out. Robert Venz for helping yes. us out. It is a beautiful thing. So uh, we're going to get out of here. Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.